Welcome to another episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast. With your host, Angie Malovini. Look at her now. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast, and I want to welcome all my listeners and all my new listeners, welcome to My Ugly Truth Podcast. I'm freelancing, freestyling once again. I had a shitty day today, um, but I want to get... I want to give some announcements before I get into it. So, um, really quick, I've had a few people this week reach out to me social media-wise and asked, hey, you look like you're doing a really good job with your podcast. I'm trying to start a podcast. Like, how can I start a podcast? Can you give me some tips? Certain close business associates or friends of mine, I would go ahead and give them tips. Um, but I decided since, you know, this is probably like the sixth or seventh person to ask me, I was like, you know what, I'm going to dedicate time, I don't know how I'm going to find the time, but I'm going to dedicate some time to either do a Vimeo video or a uh, ebook program so I can give you guys some tips to start your own podcast. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, not only how to do that, but what you're able to do, what you're able not to do, and I'm not a lawyer, and I can't give you legal advice. Um, I had someone ask me some legal advice. I'm like, I can't give you that, but I'm going to tell you what I think you should do. If you want some guidance, um, not only that, I am going to give you some tips on how to make money off your podcast. And also, how to come up with episodes, when to post your episodes, name-wise, art-wise, content marketing. All that information, um, as well as distributing them, not to only Apple Podcasts, but etc., etc. So if you're interested, send me an email, mildlytruthpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can sign up on my email list. I'm going to start working on that this month. Hopefully, it'll be out by the end of June. So if you're interested, definitely let me know or check my website out that's instabio i-n-s-t-a-b-i-o dot c-c slash my ugly truth podcast i'll have the link there once it's up i have no problem helping people out i mean i i started this winging it i was like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just gonna start it i'm gonna start talking and then i slowly learned what not to do what to do things i wish i did differently and etc so if you guys are interested on that, let me know. Send me an email. Send me a DM on Instagram at My Ugly Truth Podcast. Reach out to me. Let me know if you're interested in that. And uh, I want to thank Poland. <laughs> thank you. Um, I don't remember what number I was rated on there. But um, I got um, top 30, I believe, in Poland. So thank you, my Polish people. I appreciate you guys. I love it. I mean, it's international. My voice is going miles and miles and miles. <laughs> I love it. So thank you. Thank you again. All right, so let's go into this episode. So I had a shitty day because, um, (laughs) where do I start? (laughs) I feel like I'm being tested. I feel like my faith is being tested, and I'm sure anyone who is in the path of this personal growth, self-care, spirituality, trying to better yourself is probably either going through this or has gone through this or will go through this. So I am here to guide you. (laughs) I had a shitty day because, um, let's start with the whole new moon. First of all, let's start with 
happy Gemini season. Happy Gemini season. Fuck yes. I love my season. I love Gemini season. It's all about fun and summer and everything's opening up and the sun feels good, especially when you're in Florida. So happy birthday to all my Geminis out there. I hope you have a great birthday and I hope you have an amazing year because we consider our New Year's is our date of birth. It's a whole new year. So to all my Geminis out there, I hope you have a very, very, very happy, successful, full of happiness and abundance for your birthday, as well as myself. But I'm going to start with the Gemini season, the new moon that just hit with Gemini. New moon in Gemini was the 22nd of May, Friday, 05-22-2020. And I believe it was close to 2 p.m. <laughs> and it was at 2 degrees of, I don't know what, I'm not that great with the whole moon and all that but I know where my moons are and what signs there are so as many of you guys know I am a Gemini sun and moon and this new moon was not only a Gemini moon but we went into Gemini season which means the sun went into Gemini so here we are Friday sun and moon in Gemini and I am sun and moon in Gemini so I'm thinking I'm gonna have a fabulous day or fabulous weekend like I mean it everything lines up with how my char- my birth chart is with the day I was born and it was a new moon and apparently I was born on a new moon so I'm like ah triple bonus new moon I was born on a new moon new moon in Gemini suns in Gemini we're all in Gemini I mean what else do you want with Gemini's we love being around people we love socializing Gemini's and Gemini's and Gemini's right wrong I actually have been in my fucking feels so bad and it's not even like feelings like I'm not there's nothing at all that I'm sad about I just been feeling emotionally drained and I have some uh, close friends of mine who are empaths or they're spiritual teachers or they're intuitive or they are tarot readers and they've been saying the same thing it's like I slept all weekend. I I didn't do shit. I I slept. I went out one day to the jet skis. And then after that day, I just slept. (laughs) I I just felt drained. At work, I'm I'm drained. And then um, today, I, (laughs) I had a shitty day today because I was overwhelmed with work. I was overwhelmed with my kids' bullshit schoolwork. And then getting phone calls from my son bitching about how my other son's not letting him be on the xbox which none of them should be on the xbox because they should be fucking doing their work and here in florida it's the last week of school and i'm very happy about that but i had my boss in my office my phone going off with facetime my youngest son was facetiming me my oldest son was facetiming me my mom was calling my direct line at work and my boss is like let's talk about this new project we got i'm like okay let's do that I was drained by the time I got off work like my brain hurt my eyes hurt and then I'm like fuck I gotta do an episode tonight and I still don't even know what I'm gonna talk about I get home had to sit my sons down because my youngest son he likes to be very assertive and I understand him because his personality is a little bit like me he has to put this front out that he is strong and he is a macho man and I don't know why he's prideful he's been prideful since the age of two I I, I don't know what the ego comes from I don't know why but he feels the need to be like that 
My oldest son, who is my sweetheart child, he is total opposite. I mean, my two boys are night and day. So my nine-year-old and my 13-year-old were fighting to the point where they were punching each other. My mom's screaming because she's watching them during the day. And I can't hear anything. The dog's barking. It was just a mess. I walk in and then I hear my mom all stressed out. My dad starts getting stressed out. Then they start blaming shit on my dog. (laughs) And I had to sit my kids down and talk to them. Well, my sweetheart child, who rarely does anything wrong, he actually did something wrong today. And I was very surprised. He got upset. My oldest 13-year-old, Dylan, he got upset with my youngest, Caleb, when they got in their little dispute about Xbox bullshit, Fortnite bullshit, I don't even, Xbox Live bullshit. And the funny part is that they have two TVs, two Xbox consoles, two different rooms, yet they're arguing. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know what, what, what else to do, but they were arguing, and Caleb, my youngest, the one that has to act like he's a fucking douche, he was going, I don't care, I don't care, and just, you know, just, and uh, yes, my, my children are assholes sometimes, and my oldest was so mad at him that my mom started yelling at him. My sweetheart child told my mother to shut up. Dylan never tells anybody anything mean, but he did, and my mom got very hurt and started crying because she knows that Dylan is not like this, and then my mom tells me that my son within 20 minutes came and apologized to my mom because he knew he was wrong made my kids go to two different rooms i said one go outside one go in your room i don't care who just just go and then i i went to my little one and i started talking to him and i said listen i'm gonna tell you what i wish i could tell myself when i was nine years old because my family is not perfect and i have a fucked up family dynamic I'm not going to sit here and say my family's amazing. I'm not going to sit here that my mom's my best friend. I'm not going to say here that my dad is a great role model for a father figure or for a man figure in my life because no, they're not any of those. I love them unconditionally, but I struggle with it every day. I was raised in a home where verbal abuse was normal. I was raised in a home where you're being told that you're not good enough Any ideas or anything that you have to say didn't matter. They wouldn't even look at you when you were talking about something exciting. I mean, even to this day with this podcast, I don't even get an ounce of support from them. Yet, their favorite child posts a virtual DJ on Facebook and they're all about some music that they're not about. But yet, they don't give two shits for my podcast. I struggle with that my whole life. So, I'm not trying to raise my kids in a home where they don't feel they're worthy or they don't feel like their thoughts or ideas or dreams matter so i want to make sure that the behavior that my children make especially the wrong ones are corrected at a young age where they can grow up to be good human being adults because maybe when i was nine years old if someone talked to me like this and made me see things the way i'm about to explain i might have ended up being a different person or maybe would have gone through less shit that i have so i told my youngest son listen i know that you get very upset and you say things that are very hurtful like you've told me you've hated me before which we've all been there we've all told our parents we hated them when we were younger and i said but listen to me when i say this one of the most hurtful things besides physical pain is word. I said, I've been told words 
not just in relationships, not just friendships, not just in all that, but in family, where it hurt me so bad and there's still things that I'm trying to heal because words are not forgettable. Words that wound you are not forgettable. I said, I can punch your arm right now, but in a year from now, you're not going to remember how bad that punch was. I said, but when someone says something very mean to you that's hurtful, you'll always remember that. And not only that, you won't know if they really meant it, which most of the time they don't mean it because they're in the heat of the moment and say mean things, which I do all the fucking time. Let's rephrase that. I've done that a lot in the past and I've actually gotten better. I'm not completely there yet because I do say things in the heat of the moment. I'll say something that I'm like, fuck, fuck, how do I take that back? I did not mean that. And I really feel bad because I really probably mess with their mind like I, I hurt them and, and you know we're all human so we we fuck up here and there but I was telling my son I said you know when you throw the word I hate you or you're giving someone an attitude I said people remember that and I told my oldest son that too when he told my mom to shut up and he's like I know he's like but I was so upset with Caleb that I I turned to her and, and like let my anger out on her and I said the fact that you're 13 years old and you can acknowledge that I am proud of you and the fact that you apologize without me having to tell you you already did it before I got home, I am proud of you. My oldest son, he has such a beautiful soul. Beautiful soul. I mean, God blessed me with that child. Not saying that I'm not blessed with Caleb, my youngest, but God really blessed me because I feel like Dylan's a little angel. Legit. Like, like I just got an angel from heaven. And I was telling both of them, a lot of things that can happen really small over xbox can snowball into a huge fight i was like listen to this you guys argued about the damn xbox then you guys upset your grandmother who then calls me at work and upsets me who upset my boss then she calls my dad her husband he's all upset she calls my kid's dad he's all upset they're screaming everywhere and then when I get home, my mom is going off about everything. And then me and her get in a, a heated conversation because she started blaming things on me. And I'm like, I just got home from work. What are you talking about? And then there's where my dad's not a guy with many words, but when he does speak, it's never good. And he says some hurtful things about me to me. Like he always does when he feels the need to get in the middle of the argument that my mom's throwing at me. So back in the day, I used to always react and flip out emotionally. And now I realize instead of hurting them like they just hurt me, I just walk out. I walk out, I get fresh air, I cry it out. But it's not okay to hurt me by putting me down because of a snowball effect that the kids started. So I was telling my kids, you've got to really think before you start arguing over dumb crap because it snowballs. And then... You've upset the whole family, and guess who ends up being hurt at the end of the day? I said, your mother. Because that's just how it works in my family. Something that happens in the family, it falls down on me. My brother in New Jersey, and I know he doesn't listen to my podcast anymore, so I, and if you do, and if you do, I'm just being honest. I know we haven't spoke since this, but I'm going to be honest. And I, I love you, you're my brother, but I'm just going to be 
honest how I feel. I was out one night and I was having such a great night. It was the first night that we can go out in Florida. The bars here were all social distancing. I mean, you couldn't get a drink unless you were at a table and all the tables were six feet apart. There was no dance floor. There was no more than 25 people per bar. So you had to wait in line at every place. It wasn't like it was a crowded bar. My brother lives in New Jersey. He was gonna come to Florida right before my dad's birthday and stay with us for a month because he's working from home, his wife's working from home, the kids are, are doing school from home. And he's like, why not? You know, you guys have the pool, you know, it's Florida. Like, we're just gonna go there for a month. And my mom was so happy. I mean, my mom was like, what's the best Mother's Day gift you think I could get? And I was like, um, your family together? She's like, no, your brother coming to Florida. And I'm like, okay. And I was, I was happy because I love my brother. He He's my closest brother. He's five years apart from me. My oldest brother is eight years older than me. So I was happy that we were gonna have the family together. My mom's face like lit up. She was a different person that whole week. Just trying to get everything done before my brother got here. And then I went out on a Friday night and I posted just a video on my Ugly Truth Podcast Instagram story of me in a car saying, we're going out. And I was excited. He sends a long text message to my parents saying how they decided to not come because now that I'm going out, I'm touching everything and I'm touching everyone and I'm being around people and then I'm coming home and I'm going to touch everything else and who knows who I've been around and she should worry about her kids. She doesn't care about this and that. Bashing me as a mother. Bashing me when the whole fucking Florida state is open. When he doesn't even know that there's a limit of people per bar. When he doesn't even know... And he screenshot that conversation he sent to my parents and sent it to me and he said, I just want to let you know that I'm sorry, but I'm not coming to Florida. I got to take care and think about my family and you should too. And I said, first of all, you know I'm the black sheep of the fucking family. How are you going to put this on me knowing that I don't have a great relationship with my mother? I do not have a great relationship with my mother. I'm trying every day, but I just don't have a good relationship with my mother. My mom's favorite child is this brother of mine. And he's going to go ahead and tell them that he's not coming to Florida because I'm touching everything and I'm going everywhere because of his fear. And I'm not going to politics. I am not going there at all. But he doesn't understand that New York and New Jersey's mindset with the coronavirus is completely different than Florida because we have maybe two deaths every couple days they have hundreds okay like it's completely different why do you think the state of florida is open because it's completely different yet he based that fear of you know getting infected and his whole family onto me and put it threw me under the bus knowing that i'm the black sheep of the family knowing that my mom is gonna probably freaking hate me when she gets that message no one's gonna break my mom's heart that she just got excited that my brother was coming and then not only is he not coming he's not coming because of angie great let's just throw me under the bus even more and i i said how are you gonna do that to me how are you gonna put that on me if you're worried about your family, like, why don't you tell us before, like, hey, just want to make sure nobody goes anywhere, like, because we, we're really, like, you know, we're really scared about this. And now you're going to put it all on me? I said, first of all, the way you used your words in that text, you're putting me down as a fucking parent, like, I don't give a fuck about my kids, and I don't respect that. And I said, and second of all, you telling my parents, I'm touching everything and touching everyone and then coming home and... God knows where I've been. You're making me sound like I'm a fucking slut. That's that's the fucking reaction I got. That's the image I got when I saw touching everything and 
touching everyone and then coming home from touching everyone. I'm glad to know how you feel about me, I said. Who the fuck do you think you are? This is my brother that I just saw in January when I went to New York and then didn't see him for a year and a half before that. I've rarely talked to my brother. Does my brother ever call me to check up on me? No. Do I? No. Because why do I need to build a relationship with my brother when he's my older brother and I'm his little sister and as a protective brother as he should be or as he tries to act, he should check up on his little sister, but he doesn't. So don't come and tell me how I need to live my life or what you think of my life when you don't know my fucking life. So I'm the black sheep of the family. So I'm trying to raise my kids to not feel like they're the black sheep. So I'm giving them morals. If you're angry, if you're upset, try your best to keep your words inside. And and believe me, it's going to be hard. I said, there's going to be days you fall. And believe me, I still do. I said, but then you acknowledge your shit and you apologize. I said, but I'm telling you this now at your age right now because I feel like you might be able to hold on to this for the rest of your life. You can go ahead and cuss someone out in your head if you're upset with them. But words hurt. There's a fine line with disrespecting and saying what you mean. And if you don't have anything nice to say, I said, go outside and just take a breather. Because it's not going to end well. And I, and I told my son, I said, you've seen it for me. I've spoken my truth. I've said what I thought. And where did it get me? More hurt with my family. And then I had to go outside because I was, like, really upset. And then I go outside. So after that whole deal with my kids... <laughs> If anyone knows me a year to five years ago, they probably wouldn't believe me when I say this, but I like my alone time. I don't like being around people a lot. So after work, whatever I get done doing with my kids, I like to either sit in the patio or sit in my car or sit in my room and just be by myself. It's not that I don't want to be around anyone. I just like to isolate myself. I I can't be around so many different energies. So I went to go to my car to go to the gas station and my car wouldn't start. (laughs) So I go and grab the jumper starter, like portable one. The battery ran out on that. My phone was at 2% and I'm like, oh great, it's like 8 o'clock and I can't record my episode yet. (laughs) So finally I got everything done about 30 minutes ago and I'm drained. So this new moon and Gemini season is being rough on me right now. It's just rough right now. And this week is always rough on me for personal different things. And I'm drained. I'm tired. I'm, I'm starting to question my faith. I really am. If you guys listened to the last episode, you heard me say, yes, I'm a light worker. I've not spoken about this on this podcast, but yes, I'm a light worker. So I want to go more into details about that. But before I start speaking about the signs of being a light worker or an indigo child, I want to share this audio from this coach who explains it very well into details. So on the next clip over her audio clip, and then I'm going to explain the steps that I know about the signs of being a light worker or indigo child. Lightworkers, wayshores, empaths, indigos, highly sensitive people, you are born to bring the darkness to the light. And many of us are born into families, systems, have careers, relationships that are dark, that have a narcissistic system, that are part of the need we have in this world for change, for healing, for growth, for unity. And your mission is to learn to align with that inner guidance 
that self-trust that gets broken for so many of us as children, that self-trust, that self-love, and that integrity so strongly that you can be what we need to change. You can be the light. There are a lot of pitfalls, a lot of things that we have to deal with in this process. The reality is you are born seeking truth, feeling truth, embodying truth, telling the truth. And that gets you a bad rap a lot of the time because you are not willing to stand around and allow things that aren't truthful to happen. You are not going to sit there in a family that's dysfunctional and be quiet about the dysfunction. And what happens, unfortunately, because you are so sensitive and you're feeling the truth in your situation, you don't want to maybe, but you do. What happens is you will be the scapegoat at work, in your family, wherever it is, in the relationship, targeted as a scapegoat a lot of the time because you are the sensitive one and you are the non-conforming one. You are the strong-willed person who is not going to allow people to get away with the shit they want to get away with. So instead, they project their stuff onto you and make you the problem so they don't have to own it. That is one of the biggest darknesses in the lives of lightworkers is that we are targeted our own alignment, our own mission as a light worker. First, it's important to recognize your patterns right now. Are you someone that is energetically sensitive and maybe energetically codependent where people come to you, feel better when they come to you because they dump all their stuff on you and you take it on as your own? See, one of the things that light workers do is we will turn it inward. All this darkness, all this stuff going on that we wish wasn't going on, that we can feel is going on, whether people tell us or admit it or not, you can feel it. We take it on as our own, as a false sense of control, is we start to blame ourselves. We blame ourselves because we're not yet in a space of alignment, of boundaries, of self-love. So we blame ourselves for all these feels that we're feeling because we somehow feel, which all children feel, that whatever's happening around me is because of me. When we are in such a state of feeling and we don't have the boundary, we start to break down. We're not able to be what we came here to be. We're not able to be the empowered healers. We get rid of the darkness by first doing our own shadow work. We all know that, right? Getting real about what you feel so that you can heal. That is my number one saying because it was my path to self-love, to self-trust. It was myself to owning and living my truth. And it's not about you, by the way. It's about the whole picture. When you are able to be honest and live in alignment with your own authentic needs and your own authentic feelings, what happens is you then naturally start creating this boundary about what's yours and what you can deal with and what you'll take on and what's theirs and what you won't. The second really important thing to do is to stop giving a shit about whatever other people think. So many empaths put other people's feelings and opinions of them over their own alignment with what feels right and good for them. What is darkness? Darkness is all those parts of yourself that you have deemed or society has deemed or your parent has deemed or your teacher has deemed or someone that you look up to has deemed as not good enough unacceptable, not lovable, not okay. And you've taken those parts of yourselves and you put them in the dark, in the shadow, because you don't want to look at them. And it feels like shit, basically. So what you do, get to the point where that's not working. I just want to be me. I just want to be whole. I just have looked everywhere for that wholeness and realized it's right where I left it, in my shadow. 
And so what you do is you start having the courage to look in that little stash, that dark corner that you've put everything in, and taking it out one by one and saying, wait, what do I think about that? Do I believe what I've heard? Do I believe what they said? Do I believe perfectionistic societal ideal that's crazy? Do I believe a measure that someone made up? Or do I believe that source, God, whoever, the universe, made me exactly the way I was supposed to be? And to be able to feel that wholeness that I was created from, I need to take those things out of the darkness and own them. The next thing is behavior. We are warriors. We are very sensitive, but we are warriors. And we are here to bust through old systems. So a lot of us have some anger. A lot of us have some rage. A lot of us have some anxiety. A lot of us feel a lot of fear because life is not reflecting what we know it to be and what we are here to create it into by being that change. But you can't be that change when you're fighting the old. But instead, we have to really accept them and understand our mission. That will help a lot. The next thing is authority. Instead of giving our power away all the time to external power or authority, it's time to take back our own and realize that we have a mission here. Is the key in all of this is learning how to own your own truth. Being grounded, having a foundation, building boundaries, having a daily spiritual practice to check inward. Feed your soul. Stop looking to things that trigger you. It's a process. Start really living from the inside out and really empower your soul. These are some signs that you might be a light worker. A light worker is also known as a healer. You have a mission to help others or heal the world or raise the vibration of the planet. Light workers are also commonly referred as earth angels, indigo children, crystal children, and many other terms. You have a strong burning desire to serve others in some way or have always wanted to do your own thing. I always love helping people. Like, when people reach out about, like, how do I start a podcast? I can't just ignore those messages. Like, I, I want to help them. And, and, and somebody sends me an inspiring story about what they're going through and how my podcast is helping. I can't help but give them more guidance. I just can't. That's just who I am. I like to help people. And it's just the desire in me. I don't get a materialistic reward from it, but the reward that I get is just a fucking amazing feeling of happiness and love. It's, it's just a great feeling. Um, another sign is that uh, you have many passions and talents and interests and you're super creative. Another one is you're obsessed with personal development, spiritual growth, and you are committed 100%. <laughs> yes, I will agree with that. Another sign is you believe in the law of attraction and power of manifesting, and you're really fucking good at it. <laughs> I've started manifesting. I started working on the law, law of attraction with the whole bucket list episode. I am still growing. I'm still learning about it. But yeah, that is very accurate. Another sign is you love working with or learning about energies and crystals and anything woo-woo. Like I, like I said a couple episodes, I'm like, I would, would never picture myself at a store buying fucking crystals, buying sage, buying dragon's blood. <laughs> like, no. But anything to clear my energy because I, I am not a sponge. For everyone's emotions so i need to clear my energy a lot also another sign is you are a truth seeker you're always seeking out the deeper meaning of life you think outside of the norm and have always been curious and desire to deeply understand yourself others and life in a deeper way i'm a mind stimulating person most gemini's are i like to know the deepness of stuff sometimes i'll look at my google searches after you know not of drinking or whatever and i'm like 
did I really Google that? That's where my brain went. <laughs> it gets to that point sometimes. Like, I get a little too far into it sometimes. But I just want to know. It's just, like, all this, like, you know, metamorphosis and astrology and numerology and psychology. It's just so many different things out there that I like to learn. It, it, it's very... It, I'm a different person, and a lot of people can say weird, but I don't consider myself weird, but I am different. And a lot of people might not like it, but I am different. Another sign is you're not afraid to take actions on your goals and to do the work needed on yourself to heal any beliefs or patterns that you are holding back. Even when you're scared or nervous, you still find the strength with you to take action, learn, and grow. Lately, I've been feeling really tired. And when I say tired, I don't mean a lack of sleep. I mean, like, I feel like my my spiritual faith is being tested. And there's days where I want to give up. There's days where I'm crying and I'm like, fuck this podcast. There's days that I'm like, fuck this spiritual path. I'm going to go back to my ego bitch ways. But I don't because there's a desire in me. There's a fire lit in me that pushes me. So even when I want to let go, even when I'm tired and I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel or I don't see the finish line, I keep going because I know that everything I went through and everything I'm going through and everything that I will go through will be all worth it in the end. And that is what holds me in my journey. That is my faith. So there's days that, believe me, I just want to throw all of my spiritual, I guess you could say accessories that I have and just throw them out of the window but I don't because I know I'm here for a reason and I'm not afraid to take action so yes I get on my days and lately I have been in my days where it's just just like little shit like just doesn't seem like it's working I'm not even talking about anything relationship wise I'm talking about like normal shit like my kids my mom my dad my brothers I just want peace Literally, I want peace. Like, a lot of people back in the day would consider me dramatic or full of drama because I like to stick up for myself. And I do stick up for myself now, but I keep my mouth shut usually when I know it's going to get me into shit if I say some truth. But I hear drama around me, I walk away. And this is why I'm, like, in hermit mode now. I'm so, like, isolated now. Like, me going out to a crowded area, once in a while, I like doing that. If you actually look at some of my vlog videos on on YouTube, there's some videos out there that I'll be like, even before the coronavirus, I was like, I haven't been out in a month or two months. Being in a crowded area just bothers me now. Like, I just, I don't know. It just bothers me. Another sign is um, you believe you're worthy and deserve of having everything you want in life, and you know that the universe supports you. And that's when I'm pushed on those days that I don't have faith. That I know God didn't bring me this far to bring me this far. Like, if I'm going to do all this dirty work, I better have an amazing ending of this journey and life and my life up in heaven and all that. There's a purpose. What's the purpose? That's the great mystery that we're all trying to figure out. But I do know that there's a reason. And I do know that God and my angels in the universe have something very special for me. Because if I didn't have anything special for me or anything amazing going for me, there wouldn't be obstacles Like, the devil wouldn't want to stop me by giving me obstacles if it wasn't something amazing at the end of it. Or if I wasn't helping a lot of people healing. If I wasn't being a light worker. The journey would be easy if I had nothing great at the end. Because everything that's great is worth working for. And that's what I have to tell myself every time I feel down. Or I feel like I'm done. This is why you're so driven and dedicated to healing and understanding yourself through your personal spiritual growth in your journey. You have deep compassion and empathy for others, which is true. (laughs) 
I, just a couple episodes, I had a, a listener send me something sweet, and I, you could hear my voice start cracking. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not doing that. I just get emotional easily now. Like, I'm very sensitive. Um, you've always felt different from a younger age and enjoy being alone with yourself now. And it's true. I've always felt different my whole life. And I always thought it was because I was Spanish, and my, I grew up in a Spanish-speaking home. So I thought it was that for the longest time, but then I noticed it it didn't really change. Another sign is, and you're drawn to healing yourself and others in some way. Whether you notice it or not, you've probably been drawn to helping yourself and others in many different ways. This can be anything from the interest of therapy, yoga, crystals, oils, coaching, reiki, public speaking, having a podcast. Call my Bluetooth podcast. (laughs) So yes, another sign is you're naturally intuitive. You're wise beyond your years and you are highly empathic. Yes. You have struggled with a lot of obstacles in the past. And that's usually when your spiritual awakening or spiritual journey starts. You have interest in spirituality. You maintain healthy detachments from drama. Like I was saying earlier, sometimes I just don't want to be around the drama. I just want to walk away. People come to you to vent about their story or for guidance, which is very true. You have a deep internal drive to improve life for all humankind and you don't fully belong. So what does that mean? You don't fully belong. You sometimes feel like you don't belong here. Like your true home is long way off. Like sometimes I just don't feel like home is home. What is home? Is home a place? Is home a person? Is home where we came from, heaven? I don't know, but all I know is what I know in this earth. I don't know what home is here because it doesn't feel like home. And I have something in me that tells me home is different. So, and here are some signs of being an indigo child. And you're feeling deeply in tune with astrology alignments. Like I was just speaking about the moon and the sun and what alignments and the eclipse. So, speaking of eclipse, June 5th, the day before my birthday, there's an eclipse happening. <laughs> I'm literally cracking my neck as I'm saying that. <laughs> Let's hope I survive it, okay? Increase in intuition and psychic abilities, which we already spoke that on episode 59. For some reason, you just knew someone was going to ask you something before they could even say it. You feel like you can read people's minds. And no, it's not like a reading mind. It's like an intuition feeling. Like I said a couple episodes ago, I was feeling someone's energy so much. And it's just, I just feel it. When we awaken our senses, they become not only sharper, but the desire to think before acting is no more. Your intuition is guiding you more than you ever thought possible. You start to listen to your gut instinct. Synchronicities, patterns become too hard to ignore. You start predicting events before they occur. You start reading people by their energies just by looking at them and knowing things about a total stranger before you even knew them or even physically can see them. Like I've told you guys in many episodes, I've, I've seen people's persona how they represent themselves and who they probably are and they're two different things like they i can see i see right through bullshit i do i really do and i'm not saying that like like in a cocky way i just like i just feel it it's just like in your gut the rapid increase of synchronicities in your life just out of nowhere start popping up which we all know a couple episodes i'm like why are all these damn things happening synchronicity begins to take a hold of your life in a way that is like dreamlike certain numbers begin to haunt you like 11, 11, 12, 12, 111, 333, 808. The signs begin increasing where it becomes more than just numbers that you begin experiencing deja vu. Dreams taking form or certain symbols appear in your life. The subconscious is powerful and it is a tool to unlocking your own long-term memory. The symbol helps awaken us. 
Another sign that you might be an indigo child is withdrawal from family relationships. You are connected to your biological family via old karma. When you get off the karmic wheel, the bonds of old relationship are released. It will appear as though you are drifting away from your family and friends. After a period of time, you may develop a new relationship with them if it's appropriate. However, the relationship will be based in the new energy without the karmic attachments. Vivid dreams. Intense dreams. Another sign is moving into the heart center. This one technically fits into emotions, but it's a mental shift of consciousness. What happens is your perception shifts from very dualistic sense of past and future thinking into an empathic, compassionate desire where you begin operating from your heart center, which we all know my heart chakra activated in episode 58, <laughs> which is great because I'm glad you guys got to hear that live because that's what that what that was about the heart center is ruled by the present moment of our feelings this enables you to go through a process of teeter-totter back and forth between the heart and the mind it isn't easy but the process of this is to unify the heart and mind together as one sometimes you do feel a loss of passion being an indigo you may feel totally disappointed with little or no desire to do anything and that's okay it's just part of the process uh, a physical sign which is crazy because i've been asking myself for a couple for like a year or two now why i've been getting this physical signs that you might be into spirituality indigo and a light worker is frequent headaches central forehead pain pain in the temples everything's connected through energy and as the energy heals we go through points of illness aches or general discomfort this can manifest in multitude of ways, pressure around the forehead or anywhere that connects to the sinuses usually. This is an activity of the crown chakra expanding as well as releasing energy. Chest symptoms. I will say this. After that episode with my heart chakra, I got like, I got the, like a tightness in my heart for a couple days after that. And I just thought it was maybe something I ate, but... After reading this, I was like, wow, that's pretty accurate. Ears start ringing. Okay, so my headphones do something very weird. My headphones, I can't even explain the sound that they do. But randomly, if I'm listening to someone speak spiritually or whatever, it will make a noise like a click, 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 click. <laughs> Here I am going to try to make a sound. I don't know how to how to mimic the, the noise, but it does a weird sound in, in my headphones. And I don't know which one it is. So obviously, it's a defect in my headphone. But... It usually does it right before a message that I need to hear. So whenever I hear my headphones fucking up, I'm like, okay. And then it's crazy how it resonates with whatever the next thing I hear. So, and then I do get ear ringing. Sometimes I get them in my right ear and then I get, you know, goosebumps, all that. There's a lot of signs out there and there's a lot of good things about being a light worker. There's a lot of positive things about being a light worker. There's a lot of amazing things and we're here to help everybody because we know what it's like to... We know what it's like to need the help. So we want to help everyone. But we do go through some darkness being lightworkers. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, I'm sending everyone love and light. I just hope that I didn't send my draining energy to anyone. But thank you for listening to another episode. And I will see you guys next week. And happy birthday to my Geminis this week. And I will talk to you guys right before my birthday and right before the eclipse on the first week of June.